Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, we just thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we just come unto you, Lord God, unto your gate, thanks with thanksgiving, Lord God, unto your courts with praise, Lord God, giving you all the praise, the honor, and the glory, Lord God. Lord God, we are your people, Lord God, and you are our shepherd, Lord God. Lord God, we didn't make us ourselves, Lord God. You are our shepherd, Lord God. And the, the sheep, hallelujah, know the shepherd's voice, Lord God. Lord God, we just praise you right now, Lord God. Lord God, we just give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thanking you, Lord God, for who you are, Lord God. Thanking you to the all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty God. Hallelujah. Lord God, we just thank you for, for this day, Lord God, that you have spared us to see, Lord Jesus. And, Lord God, we will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. Lord God, I just ask you, Lord God, just to have your way, Lord God. Just to have your way in us, through us, around us right now, Lord God. Lord God, as the man of God, bring the word, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I ask that our ears, our hearts receive, Lord God, and our ears hear, Lord Jesus, what thus says the Lord, Lord God. Lord God, I just thank you. I praise you, I glorify you, and give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. Amen. I want to thank my wife for that lovely prayer. I bring greetings from Victor Temple of Lowley, Virginia, under the leadership of Pastor Gaskins tonight. And I give honor to God, who is the head of my life, and I give to Apostle Mercer honor for having me on her station tonight. And to all you all that is listening tonight, I just want to just give you the gratitude of thanks for allowing me to be able to be here tonight on this station. I'm going to be coming tonight from the book of James, first chapter, and two through four verses, and it reads as the following. It, it, it says, My brethren, can it all joy when you fall into various temptations, various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produce patience, and let patience have its perfect work, that ye may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I'm going to use for a subject tonight, living in Faith, living in faith. I will tonight be talking to you about James uh, in the New Testament book, about living in genuine faith. I'm going to do more of a way of teaching tonight than I am going to be preaching, but whatever way God will lead me, I will be led by him because I am obedient unto him. Tonight, there are two main reasons found in my message tonight. One is eternal problems. Uh, First of all, those to whom James was writing to, they were experiencing a number of uh, eternal problems and trials. 
they were being persecuted by their own non-believing Jewish men and oppressed by the rich and the powerful. They also suffered physical afflictions from various sources. Plus, they were foreigners who had fled from their own country, and they were strangers in a strange land. And they had eternal problems also, in addition to problems from without, there were also problems from within. When we look at the book of James, you will more than recognize ourselves sometime and and, and some of our own uh, challenges that we face day by day. You also recognize why the book of James is so practical to you and to me today. We sometimes find ourselves spiritually distressed. We find wrong living, caused by wrong doctrine, wrong attitudes toward the goodness of God and his gifts. We find these things day by day in the lives that we live. But a general low spirit state these problems will sometimes lead to unbridled speech, growth of strife, and of, of, of actions among themselves, the adoption of a worldly spirit. And so, my sisters and my brothers tonight, I come to let you know tonight that James wrote the counteractive of uh, these wrong thoughts in action. He set about to explain the nature of genuine faith. He exhorted his fellow Christians, including us, to live out their faith in practical day-to-day ways. He addressed their duties as Christians and channeled them and channeled us tonight to live in life, not just profess, profess it, not just uh, 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 in words, they were to walk their talk. The same goes for us tonight. We just can't talk the talk, but we have to also be walking the talk along with uh, talking the talk. And in the book of James tonight, he inspires encouragement to live in a godly manner, to live to our faith, however you also find he warns us about slipping back into old unchristian uh, ways of living. James calls us, call to us is to live in a productive faith, to live out our faith by deeds of faith. So we read it without, without open hearts, and I ask you tonight, my friends, that you would open up your heart and let uh, the words that James is speaking through me tonight to you. I, I feel I must warn you, first of all, to be prepared as we go uh, into the book of James, into what James is writing uh, to us in his style. 
James is not blunt. He never beats around the bush about any topic. No matter how dedicated he might be, uh, he also uh, gets right to the point. And as we witness here in verse 2 of the first chapter of James, James tells us to count it all joy when you fall into various trials, uh, knowing that your testing of your faith produced patience. James is talking to us tonight, but he says here in verse 4, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James presents a sort of bad news, but also he brings good news. The bad news is found in verse 2. According to verse 2 and verse 3, you'll find the good news. When patience or endurance has finished its work, what uh Changes will take place in our lives. And this is not sinless perfection, but a all right relationship with God that is living without obedience. Uh, trials wreck to test my faith produces patience, which make me perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Before I close, there is two yes. But a how question, how can we count our trials as joy? And how can we ensure that our faith grows in and in spite of our trials? Uh, We need to take to heart tonight these two answers to these two questions. The first answer is, by the use of our mind, remember that counting trials as joy has to do with our mind, not the emotion. Your emotions cannot do this, but your mind must. No matter what your emotions feel, uh, even if it's pain, and and even if we uh, are down and out, uh, we have to do what uh, sometimes, you, you remember the Nike shoes. The Nike shoes tells us, just do it. Just all joy. Don't wonder. Don't worry. Don't question. Don't guess. Don't fret. Don't rebel. Just count your trials as joy, knowing that you will again reap in the blessings of joy. Patience, perfections, and completions, the joyous outcome of your trials will be, my friends and my uh, uh, sisters and my brothers, is Christian growth and a greater faith in God. The second uh, point here is how, by the use of your faith, you and I must look at each trial with the eye of faith because the eye of faith will see the hand of God in all of our lives. And only faith can do God's kind trial in the joy column. You see here, when you suffer, you believe in good in the goodness of God and his perfection of you and your faith. You must believe that he and he alone knows what he is doing. 
You must believe during the, the, the good times and the bad times and the painful times and, and the times when you seem like you're all by yourself, that God still loves you and is in perfect control of our lives. In everything that we are going through, God is in control. God sets high and God looks low. God rules and, and, and God prevails. God is our all in all. Without him, we can do nothing. God is the first of our lives and God is the last. He says, I am Apple and Amigo, the beginning and the end. I will be last as I was first. And here you must all of us must believe that he is great. He is the great I am. Yet he has purposes. God has purposes for you, for me. You must believe in the result of your testings. See, we go through testings. God tests us because the testings that God picks us through, it makes us stronger day by day because Texas is what we need so we can be encouraged to look ahead through our trials and through our troubles. As the Bible reminds us, we do not look at, at, at things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporarily, but the things which are not seen are eternal. That is is the way the eye of faith looks at the trials and the tribulations and the troubles in our lives. That is the way that the eye of faith looks at us. Through it all, we have to lean and depend on Jesus. Through it all, we got to lean on him because he is who he said he is. He says, I am who I say I am. I am Apple and Amigo. I am the beginning and the end. All we have to do is look to him. I persuade you tonight to, to just keep on pressing on. Press on in wisdom. Press on in faith. Without, you see here, uh, without trials, we cannot be like Jesus. We got to go through something huh, to get something, to get somewhere. We always got to go through something. Even when we come in our house, we got to go through our door to get inside of our house. Same way it is with Jesus. He always, we have to go through something. You remember when Jesus was come down through 42 generations of, he come down to save the world from the sins. And, and he went through something so that we could be saved, so that we could have the right to the tree of life. Jesus went through something when he went down into Joel's boy's tomb, stayed down there three long days. He went through something, but he got up with all power.
power in his hand. The same Jesus with you, we are going through today. But all we got to do is hold on to God's unchanging hand. He'll make a way out of no way. He'll open up doors that no man can close in your face. All we got to do is lean on him and depend on him, and everything will be all right. In my closing, we have to go through something here. Just keep your hand now in Jesus' hand. And we know that if we keep our hand in Jesus' hand, everything's going to be all right. Because he says, we been might and do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Here we find joy unspeakable joy. All we got to do tonight is live, live in faith, and everything will be all right. Just keep your hand in the hand of the man of Galilee, and everything, everything will be all right. I, 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 I come by just to let you know that Jesus is our help in the present time of a storm. Lord, we are, sometimes we find ourselves, we are like that shipwreck, like we are on the sea, and we find ourselves going through a storm. This storm might not be in the waters, but that storm that I'm talking about could be in our lives. We go through these storms, and we find ourselves at a time where we get afraid, and we begin to wonder how we going to make it through this storm. But I look around me and believe that there's a storm come, and his name is Jesus. All he has to do is stand still and speak to the storm in our lives. It said, peace be still, and there will be a great calm. Lead on him. Depend on him. Walk with him. Glorify him. Magnify him. Honor him. And everything will come together for good for those who love the Lord and is called or calling to your purpose. All you got to do now, my sisters and my brothers, Hold on for a little while. After a while, all by and by, when this life is over, we gotta go home to be with our Lord. You see, God said in His Word, He gonna beat His plow. We gonna beat our plow into plow chairs. Tell me that we gonna study war no more. He said every day gonna be Sunday, and battle will have no end. When we get there, it's never gonna be no hatter hatter. It's never goodbye. We're going to all be together to see him face to face. It is good to be in the land of the living right now, living in faith. All we got to do is live in faith. The Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hopeful and evidence of things not seen. We have that faith. It's not the things that we see we have faith in. We should have faith in things, as I said before, that we don't see. That is eternal faith. Lord, have mercy tonight. I come by just a little while, and I'm about to leave y'all now. But before I leave y'all, I want to leave you with this. One day, church, 
One day, my sisters and brothers, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. And I was staying deep within, faking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love that Jesus has for me. Lifted me up. Faced my feet on a solid rock. And that solid rock I stand. All of the grounds is taken sand. I come to tell you tonight. I stand for Jesus. Because Jesus is my way. Jesus is my bread. Jesus is my water. Jesus is my shelter in the time of my storms. All you got to do now, my sisters and brothers, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, and everything will be all right. Hold on now. A change is going to come. A change is going to come. Jesus is coming back. He's on his way back looking for a church. Without that spot or record, Jesus is on his way. Now all we got to do is prepare ourselves for that day when he comes back in the name of Jesus. Thank you, my sisters and brothers, for allowing me to be able to speak tonight about what James is telling us through the book of James. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Reverend Rice, will you uh, pray for those who... I couldn't hear you. Reverend Rice, will you offer the plan of salvation as well as give us a closing prayer? Okay. Most holy God, our heavenly fathers, again, we come now. We come after you have heard James speak to us tonight, speaking to our hearts, our mind, and our souls. There might be some that don't know the pardons of the sins tonight, but I pray right now, Lord, that you would allow them to be able to come to you. You said, whosoever will, let him come. Drink from the fountain that never runs dry. I ask you tonight, Lord, to open up their minds and their hearts so they can have a mind and a heart that they want to do better in their lives. Right now, I pray that you would bring salvation to those that need salvation. Bless those, Lord, that need blessing. Lord, open up the ears of those that, that need you, them to hear a, a word from you. Right now, Lord, as we begin to leave from this place, I pray, Lord, that you would just allow your Holy Spirit to rest, rule, and abide within us. Bless our Apostle Mercer right now in what she's doing on the radio, what she's doing on her station. Continue blessing her in our neighborhood. Continue blessing her when she even on a dangerous highway and a byway of life. Continue blessing her in your words. Lord, right now, hide us right now behind your secret death and let your words be the words that will keep us day by day. Lord, let us be able when we leave from this place where you're covering so we can be protected from all hurt, harm, and danger in the name of Jesus and for your sake. We ask it all. We just thank you, Lord, for this night. We thank you, Lord, for our help. We thank you, Lord, for our strength. We just thank you, Lord, as we leave from this place. Continue on abiding with us and we will abide with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and for your sake, I ask it all. Amen 
amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, Reverend Rice. That was beautiful. And what is your wife's name? Amanda. Oh, Mrs. Rice, how are you? I'm I'm blessed of the Lord. I enjoyed that prayer. I enjoyed the message from your husband that you both are a, a power team. Thank you. Bless you. Yes, Bless you going, you going into the inner rim and praying, and he's covering. I tell you, boy, you are both a mighty in the Lord. Bless you. Bless you. Give all the glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. And I thank you so much. Uh, Brother Rice, what's the name of your church? Victory Temple. Victory Temple. And your pastor's name? And Anna Gaskins. Pastor Annie Gaskins. What is the, uh, the address? What is the address? I know it's Lively, Virginia, correct? Yes, Lively. Wow, so is it lively when you go to the house of the Lord? Do y'all have a good time? Oh, oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all me, the time. Well, that's good. Let me ask your wife something if she would come to the phone. So, all Mrs. Right. Rice, do you work with the women and the children in the church? Yes, I'm the um, I'm the uh, worship leader. Ooh, you're the worship leader. All right, now. So I appreciate that. Is there anything you would like to say to the mothers or women and children? Is there anything you'd like to say to the females in the church? Well, I just would like to say, mm, hallelujah, Jesus. I would just like to say, keep your hands in God's hands, hallelujah. No matter how it looks like, no matter what people say, no matter what people do, just keep on trusting and believing in God. Hallelujah. Don't let don't let what you see, hallelujah, bother you, Lord God. Don't let what you see bother you. But we like my husband was saying, we put our minds on eternal things. Things that's above. Hallelujah. We walk by faith. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, knowing knowing that God completes his promises. God is faithful in his promises. There's nothing that he don't he say he don't do because he is a God that don't lie. And I just say keep on trusting. Keep on pushing. Don't give up. Just keep on. Just keep on no matter what it looks like. Keep on because because trouble don't last always. Ah. Trouble don't last always. Hallelujah. Just keep on, keep on pushing in the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Woo! I felt the anointing coming through Amen. the phone. Good God Almighty. That was so beautiful to tell the women and the young people to keep on trusting God. And I love what you said, Reverend Rice, that we got to keep our minds on Jesus, his word, his promises, and keep mm-hmm. looking up. Good God Almighty. Yes, Lord. And what you both said, that you came to tell us something tonight. Did you come to tell us something? Amen. 
Amen. So I'm going to play a favorite song of your pastor. Thank you all so much. You're welcome to come on the station anytime to praise and reverence God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your cooperation. And thank you for serving Jesus. Yeah, okay, uh, Apostle. Thank you, too, for having me on. Anytime I can help you, just let me know. I appreciate it. And your wife, too. I need that prayer, Roy. I need her. Okay. All right. You have a blessed night. And, and, Bless you. And, 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 and a blessed day. Lord, allows to see it. Yes, thank you so much. So let us play now Kennedy Inspirational Choir that you both came to tell us something. Amen. 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 God bless you both. God bless you too, Apostle. Amen. Amen.
And we want you to sit back now as we listen to a special recording from Pastor Annie Gaskin. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen. Sin and rebellion. So tonight, first, we want to talk a little bit about Satan and his rebellion against God and set up a kingdom opposed to God. Then Adam, when he was tempted, also rebelled against God. So Satan said, I will, and set his will against God. Then Adam said in his heart, I will, and set his will against the will of God. Adam's sin affects each part of his being, spirit, soul, and body. Adam's spirit was cut off from God's life. His soul was affected by sin. His body became subject to physical death because the wages of sin is death. So tonight I just want to talk to you the consequences of sin. Adam sinned upon the human race. We will see man's complete ruin in sin. Of all the people who have ever lived, there are two men who are different from other men. These two men are Adam and Christ. Adam is called God's first man because he was the first man. He was different in that he was not born of a woman. He was created by God. So you see, Adam was created by God. Jesus Christ is called God's second man because he was born supernaturally. He had no human father. He is called the Son of Man because Mary was his mother. He is called the Son of God because God was his father. When God decided to create a man, God did not create millions of people to populate the earth. He created only one man, Adam. He was different from all other men in that he was the first man, the head of the entire human race. So, you see, since Adam was the head of the human race family, he disobeyed, and disobedience affected the whole human race family. And it affects you and me also. And from this one main Adam came all human life, though God see the whole human race as being an Adam. What does it mean to be an Adam? To be an Adam means to share all that Adam was and all that he did. Adam had already rebelled against God before he and Eve brought forth any children. His rebellion and his sin affected their whole human family. There are five things that are true of every person in Adam. And those five things is he is separated from the life of God. He is in the kingdom of darkness. He is a sinner. He is under the power of sin. He is condemned to death. 
So we are going to consider each of these five things and see how they came about. Adam's sin separated men from the life of God. Sin separate man from God. So when Adam sinned, he was cut off from the life of God. To be separated from the life of God is to be spiritually dead. Adam's sin results in spiritual death, not only for himself, but also for the entire human race. All people was born separated from the life of God. Why? Because all are Adam's family. Adam's sin brought human race into the kingdom of darkness. When God, when Adam rebelled against God, he took sides with Satan and his first rebelled. He came into the kingdom of darkness of which Satan is the ruler. We know that, praise God. Though Adam came under the power of Satan, and since Adam was the head of the human race, he took the whole human race into Satan's kingdom of darkness. Adam's sin results in a race of sinners. As created by God, Adam was a God-sinner man. He loved God and wanted to do God's will. God was king upon the throne of his heart. And after Adam's sin, a change took place in his mind and in his heart. And that's so much like us when sin enters into our life. There's a change in our mind and there's a change in our heart. Adam now loved himself and wanted to do his own will. It wasn't about doing God's will. He wanted his own will. God no longer reigned as king in his heart. <laughs> Instead, self was upon the throne of his heart. Adam now had a sinful nature. Adam passed his sinful, self-centered nature on to his children and to the whole human race. And the Bible tells us that Adam had a son in his own likeness. And after his image, Adam had been created in the image of God. But he produced a son in his own sinful image. Adam's first son called Cain showed his sinful nature in murdering his brother. Cain, Abel. Though the first child born to Adam and Eve was a murderer, Adam was the head of the entire human family, and he passed his sinful nature on to the whole human race. Adam's disobedience results in the race of sinners. As the Bible tells us in Romans 5 and 19, by one man, disobedience, and many were made sinners, praise God. We know that, praise God. Adam brought sin, all men under the power of sin, because men are sinners. They are under the power of sin. 
And the Bible tells us in John 8:34, whosoever commits sin is a service, which is the slave, praise God, of sin. In the kingdom of darkness, sin reigns as a king, and all men were in the kingdom under the power, praise God, of God. Sin entered the world through one man, Adam, is the result of sin. And the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passes upon all men, for that all have sinned. Chapter Romans 5 and 12. After death comes judgment. Every unsaved person will be judged for his sins. And the Bible said it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. And we can find that in Hebrews, the ninth chapter, and the 27th verse. After judgment comes the lake of fire. For all unsaved people, God did not create a hell for us. He created for the devil and his angels. Jesus said that everlasting fire created for the devil and his angels. In Matthew 25 and 41, but if we reject Christ and follow Satan, we will go where he is going. God created man for his pleasure. He wants man to love him and be loved by him. And when God completed his work of creation, he saw everything that he had made and pronounced it very good. God had pleasure in his first man, Adam, and his wife, Eve. But when they disobeyed God, everything changed from the very moment that Adam sinned. God's pleasure in him came to an end. God's first man was now a sinner. Instead of purity and innocence, the germs of all kinds of evil were in Adam's heart. He passed his sinful nature on to his children and to the whole human race. We are going to be looked at the children of Adam at different times in history and see God estimate of them. We will be considering what children of Adam are by nature. We should bear in mind that all through the scripture we see a work of God's grace in certain individuals. In every age, there were men and women who were marked by faith in God. They believed in the common Savior, and they were saved. In the sixth chapter of Genesis, God tells us what condition were lacked on the earth approximately 800 years after Adam's death. By this time, there was a vast number of people living on the earth. My God, hallelujah, what were people like at this time? The Bible tells us that they were very wicked. God's word said God saw that the weakness of man was great in the earth and that every emanation of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And we will see that in Genesis 6 and 5. 
In Genesis 6 and 6, God said that the people of this time were so wicked that every thought that they had was only evil continually. Praise God. Mm-mm-mm. And the Bible said it's to repent the Lord. It made him sorrow, but he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Praise God. Genesis 6 and 6. There was only one man who was living for God at this time. His name was Noah. So the Bible said, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, Genesis 8, 6 and 8. Because men were so wicked, God sent a great flood, destroyed every person except Noah and his family. Only eight people survived that flood, Noah and his wife, their three sons and their wives inside the ark. After the great flood, the family of Noah brought forth children and multiplied. Once again, the children of Adam covered earth, and once again they turned from God and filled the earth with their sins and wickedness. Once again, God called forth a single family to follow him. God chose Abraham to be the head of a family who were to be his special people, the children of Israel. Later, the children of Israel became slaves to Egypt, but God gave them a deliverer, Moses, who laid them out of Egypt. On Mount Sinai, God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. These, com- these Ten Commandments showed the people what was right and what was wrong in God's sight. Later, under the leadership of David, a godly king, Israel became a great and powerful nation. This was approximately 1,300 years after the flood. Did these people bring satisfaction and pleasure to God's heart? No, they did not. The Bible says that the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They have all gone aside. They have all together become filthy. There is none that does good. No, not one. And we'll find that in Psalms 14, 2 through 3. Even with a good king like David and with God's holy laws, the people were still sinful, sinful in their hearts. Another thousand years passed, and, <clears throat> and we come to the time when the Lord Jesus Christ was on earth. Were the children of Adam any better then? No, they were not. Jesus knew what was in the hearts of men. Here in his description of the children of Adam, far from within, out of the hearts of men proceed evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murderers, thieves, covenants, weakness, deceitfulness, laxiveness, and evil eyes, blasphemous, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And we will find that in Mark 
the seventh chapter, 21 to 23. It has been about 2,000 years since the time of Christ. Are the children of Adam's better now? No, they are not. The children of Adam's are all sinners by nature. The Bible says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understand. There is none that seek after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together to become unprofitable. There is none that does good, no, not one. Romans 3, 10 to 12. Now, we will see that the Bible does not say that all of Adam's children are lack in their sinful actions, but the Bible does say that we all are sinners. The Lord Jesus told us what things would be like in the very end day. Just before he comes back to the world in great power and glory, will things be better then? No, they will not. Instead, they will be worse. And things will be worse. Things are getting worse and worse every day. Jesus said that iniquity, which is sin, shall abound in the days ahead. The Lord said, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of man. Luke 17, 26. The Lord Jesus is saying here, that when he comes again, things on earth will be as they were in the days of Noah. What was it like in the days of Noah? The weakness of man was great in the earth, and every emanation of the thoughts of his heart was only tenuous. Genesis 6 and 5. We have looked at the children of Adam at different times throughout history. The entire history race of Adam's family can sum us up in one word, sin. Now, God promised Savior, praise God. Before he created Adam, God knew that Adam and his family would fail. But from eternity, God had his plan. He would give the human race another man the Lord Jesus Christ. God's great plan for redemption began with one man, Abraham. God said to Abraham, get out of your country and from your kin and from your father's house unto a land I will show you, and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And shall all the families of the earth be blessed? Genesis 12, 1-3. In Genesis 22:18, God promised Abraham, In your seed, one person, Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. In these wonderful promises of Abraham, God revealed his heart. His great purpose is to bless men. Even though men are sinners, God loves his sinful creatures and desires to bless them. God's blessing for the human race were not to come through Adam and his family, but through God's promised Savior, Jesus Christ. 
this promised Savior will reign in righteousness and peace. He will be a light to the Gentiles and God's salvation to the end of the earth. And the Bible says, increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Isaiah 9 and 7. God's first man, Adam, disobeyed God and brought sin and death into the world. Adam passed his sinful nature on to his children and to their whole human race. The entire history of the children of Adam in one word, sin. In Romans 5 and 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man's sin enter into the world, and death by sin, and so death passes upon all men, so that all have sin. And at this time, I would just like to ask a few questions, which is true and false, and I'm going to answer them. Of all the people who ever lived, there were two men who are different from all other men. These two men are Adam and Christ. And the answer to that, true or false, is true. God see the whole human race as being in Adam. To be in Adam means to share in all that Adam was and all that he did. True or false? True. Adam is disobedience brought sin and death into the world and result in a race of sinners. True or false? True. Death is the result of sin. After death comes judgment, and after judgment comes the lake of fire for all unsaved people. True or false? True. God did not create hell for us. He created it for the devil and his angels. True or false? True. So God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. The people were still not sure of what God wanted them to do. True or false? True. Last question. In spite of the many problems, the world is really getting better and better. True or false? False. The world is not getting any better. Praise God. And maybe I'll go with another one. God knew that Adam and his family would fall. But from eternity, God has his plan. He would give the human race another man, and the Lord Jesus Christ was True or false? True. Praise God. God has revealed his heart. His great purpose is to bless man through his promise, Savior Jesus Christ. True or false? That is true. So I just have one question I would like to leave with you tonight. What is the most important thing you have learned in this lesson tonight? That's the question I want to leave with you, and may God bless you all. You just heard from Pastor Annie Green. God bless you again. You have been listening to Vic, and she came to tell you. Every she came to tell you 
that our Lord can do anything but fail if you would trust him. God bless you. And remember, on Wednesday, you can hear her from 7 o'clock p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Go in God. Amen. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.